welcome, welcome. This is episode 246, and it's Tuesday, and that means it's Texas Tuesday. That's right. Every Tuesday, I like to talk about Texas and what it means. In the last week, I've got a few responses on my previous episode, and uh, it was kind of interesting. And I got to tell you, I referenced this in yesterday's episode. I did a little additional research, right? Looking into uh, what is at play, what what's involved with this. And the biggest thing that I hear is you can't leave. And if you do leave, how would you do it? And what are you going to do if we try and stop you? Okay, well, those are all good questions. I'll get to them. So the first thing I ran into is uh, the TLDR news or whatever the heck that is. I guess they've got a four or five different channels that are on YouTube. And quite frankly, they just got enough of their facts wrong that I dismissed them. I think they were trying to be even handed. I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. They just didn't get it right. And then I stumbled across uh, on MSNBC the uh, last word. I think it's with Larry O'Donnell or whatever the heck his name is. They had um, a history professor and a law expert. And they had a discussion. And they were complaining about how we're trying to rewrite history. And that doesn't really play on Texas independence. But um, honestly, we're living in a section of time where all they've done is rewrite history. So they're going to complain about somebody else doing that which they've already done. I'm a little confused. I think that I'm open to understanding the extra motivations or some of the other things going on at the time, but that doesn't mean that everything else we've learned was wrong. It may be incomplete, but to be upset that somebody wants to add additional details when your story's wrong or incomplete, I'm missing something there. And then, of course, oh, well, last one. The Hill, they had something called The Rising. I guess it was supposed to be a center right white guy and someone left a center black lady on there. They were all over the map. Not impressive at all. Basic facts just missed. So needless to say, it all boils down to is you can't leave. If you were to leave, how would you do it or by what right? And we'll stop you. Okay, fair enough. So let's take it from the top. You can't leave. Yeah, I think the British told us that when we left as 13 colonies and we told them too bad, so sad, we're gone. And we ended up fighting a war over it, which we just exhausted them and they gave up. Seems to me that's been done, oh, I don't know, a couple dozen times since then. Vietnam, Afghanistan at least three times and oh laos and korea and uh ethiopia and somalia i mean and probably at least two or three down in central and south america same thing you just exhaust the people that are coming in and they give up it's not worth their efforts anymore so uh, give me a break so we don't need to ask permission We came in as an independent state. We came in as actually an independent country with a treaty. 
And while that treaty didn't necessarily guarantee that, there is nothing within the U.S. Constitution that this is perpetual. In fact, the states that created the federal government can abolish it by mere definition that they created it. In fact, if those guys that are wanting the Convention of States were to get their way, there's nothing to say that they couldn't abolish the federal government. Just something to think on for a moment. So, my question is, is if California agrees to leave and we leave, you got your parity there. I mean, the country would limp on without us. It may be better, may be worse, but it would get balanced in the Congress, which is really what this is all going to boil down to, is the Congress doesn't want to lose the, I don't know, not quite two-thirds of the U.S. House representatives that we send there that are good Republicans. Ha, ha, ha. And our two Republican senators... Uh, uh, uh. You know, not impressed. If that's your only argument, oh, wait, wait, you're going to give us the better together argument? Yeah, that worked so well for Brexit, didn't it? So, along with that, we created a document called the Declaration of Independence, whereupon we broke up with the British Empire. Then, you know, there was the War of Secession. Didn't work out too well. They installed military dictatorships. They subjugated all the people, not just a portion of the people. And then they foisted foreign governments upon them. And then they forced them under duress to agree to certain changes at the federal level. Not sure how that worked out so well for us. Nah, but I digress. So that was because the North went along with Mr. Lincoln's scheme to subjugate the South. The South didn't want to be subjugated. Oh, they were happy subjugating a certain portion of their population, but not all the population. And truth be told, the North was quite content to subjugate a portion of their population, but not all. So... There's no clean hands in here. And before you want to go into the lost cause or the whatever various theories that surround, don't know, don't care. It's irrelevant. In my world, and you've got one slaveholding state invading another slaveholding state to prevent them from declaring their independence legitimately, uh, that's not really an argument that holds water in my book. So we have to look at the other things that were at play there. Oh, and by the way, it's the 21st century and nobody, except for a few individuals in the federal government, actually like slavery. Nobody wants to go subjugate a group of people. Nobody wants to treat people like subhumans. Nobody wants to own another person. Unless, of course, you're in human trafficking or you like abortion. But that's a different story. The vast majority of us are quite content with Hey, everybody's equal. Everybody should be treated as an individual. Everybody has basic human rights. So to claim that this is about slavery or subjugation or racism, give me a break. Come on. I mean, just that's not even an argument. Okay, so how would you do it? Well, okay. Since we already know that we told the Brits to pounce in, we tried telling the North to go away, and... Oh, by the way, the Czech Republic and Slovakia, they split peaceably. 
Oh, by the way, the three Baltic states, they left the Soviet Union on their own, Estonia, Lithuania, and Latvia. So far, so good there. I wish I could say the same about Ukraine, but Ukraine's been kind of like a jerk to some of the Russian people there, which, you know, we might have heard this before in World War One and World War Two. just saying. And, oh, by the way, the Poles went independent. That's been working out pretty good. Kazakhstan, uh, not that I would ever want to go there, but uh, they seem to be doing okay. I mean, there are plenty of times where countries have left and went their own way. And while we're on the topic, Yugoslavia did break up and had a number of long-term, very nasty wars that went on. But at least one of those former pieces of Yugoslavia broke off and went to go do their own thing and really hasn't had any issues. They've been, I guess what you would call, somewhat successful. And for those of you that doubt me, go look up Slovenia. It's on the northern edge very close to Italy, and they did quite well. It's also close to Austria for that. It can be done, and sometimes it's better. Now, again, I referenced the idea of a national divorce, and both sides of the aisle are talking about this. If you're not happy in the union and you want to part ways, what's the problem? If California wants to leave the United States, good riddance. Texas wants to go. You should be able to say, good riddance, have a good time. Now, if Oregon and Washington want to follow California, I say, good on them. If Oregon and Washington want to split into two different states, so there's East and West Oregon and East and West Washington, I would just say, I wish that was the case, but good for them. There are so many different options. You know, and Brian McClanahan talks about this. You know, if you think local, you bring this stuff down to local, you can fix so many more issues at the local level than you could at a one-size-fits-all federal bureaucracy. Nobody wants that. Nobody really gives any thought wants that. So when, when we talk about Texas, we talk about the idea that we can declare our independence. We have the right to self-governance. It's in the Texas Constitution. We don't need to ask permission. We can just do it. The problem is... Those at the state-level government don't have the spine to do it. So, to be clear, the Republican Party of Texas in 2022 added to their platform a call for a referendum for the people of Texas to determine whether or not they want to declare their independence. They want to separate and form their own nation once again. They are following the right procedure. Now, this is what the next question is, right? What is the procedure? How are you going to do this? If you put forth a referendum and say you make the threshold 60%, I don't think that's necessary, but you know, if it makes you feel better, it makes you feel safer, fine, 60%. They create a threshold. If we get 60% of the people that vote for independence, then we'll allow for you, the people, to get a vote on it. And you've now broken your 60% threshold. Now we'll look at how do we accomplish this? What are the things that need to be put in place? How do we transition from a semi-independent state, part of the United States, into an independent Texas, our own nation? How do we go about doing that? A lot of this groundwork's already been done. It's just a matter of codifying it and transitioning it properly. There's some treaties signed. Okay, 
and while we're on the topic, right? I say, well, how would you do that? Those other countries around you or the, the other states, they're not going to want to deal with you. Really? I think Oklahoma's got a lot more in common with Texas than New York or California. While we're at it, I think Arkansas, Missouri, and uh, Louisiana might be a whole lot more comfortable dealing with us than New York or California. And while New Mexico is run by a bunch of lefties and is a big blue state, I think they have a lot more in common, honestly, with West Texas than they do with Washington or Oregon. So yeah, I think there'd be plenty of business or trade. Another complaint was, well, you're thinking that these people are going to stay here and all these big companies are going to just stay here. Why wouldn't they? You're in a top 10 nation in the world. Better tax policy, more flexibilities. And oh, by the way, if the leftists want to leave, there's the door. Hey, go on back to California, New York, New Jersey, Oregon, Washington. We're, don't let the door hit you on the backside. We're happy with that. That's a good thing. I'd gladly give up three or four million people going back over there. And heck, while we're at it, if I have to keep a few of those uh, million people that came from south of the border as part of the deal, I think it's probably a win. Just saying. Not ideal, but it's probably a win. And while we're on the topic of nationalism versus independence, I don't see that our federal government is actually doing their job. If they're not willing to defend the border as it is now, do you really think they're going to put any effort into preventing Texas declaring independence? I mean, they're not concerned about Millions of people crossing the border unfettered. They're not concerned about securing it, either north or south. What makes you think they would care if Texas went off on their own? I'm not convinced. Back to the process. So you have your referendum. It goes out. It passes. Now your state representatives and your state senators sit down and talk about how do we make this happen. What Maybe committed, a few committees come up and they negotiate different things with the surrounding states and the federal government and there's all sorts of these trade deals that could be made yeah, okay fine it's not that hard maybe we decide that we want to not have a governor forever we're gonna have a president for one term or two terms or a six-year term or maybe two six-year terms who knows who cares that's stuff that can all be filtered out once you get past the point that we are no longer governed by dc and that's the larger point. It's much easier to rein in and control Austin than it is D.C. And I will freely acknowledge we have not been successful at doing that now, but that's because they can conveniently keep pushing and pointing at D.C. and not have to actually take responsibility for anything. But once you take away that scapegoat, they may actually have to do their jobs. We may be able to hold them responsible. And I've talked about previous, well, we can increase the number of representatives. We can increase the number of senators. We could change up how the senators are done. We can create them as a county subset. There's many ways we can go about doing this and creating a better, more responsive government, especially when we have a smaller state to do it in. And just for grins, say they want to stop us. Just how are they going to do that? They couldn't hold Iraq. They gave up in Afghanistan. They created a mess in Syria. These same people that run the Army, the Navy, and the Air Force, they, can't, they can barely do the job adequately 
outside of the borders. Do you really think they're going to be itching to fight inside the borders? And yeah, I know. So the military sets aside. I mean, I don't think that anybody honestly believes the military is going to fight to keep Texas in. I could be mistaken, but I'm dubious at that. So you got your 87,000 new federal agents that work for the IRS and a couple hundred thousand other mm, alphabet soup agency guys. I'm pretty sure the Texas Rangers can handle that for us. I'm pretty sure the Texas State Guard can handle that. And honestly, nobody wants a war. This can be accomplished with a pleasant divorce-like situation. We're not happy here. We're going to go off and do our own thing. You're not happy with us because, well, we make you try and do things that you don't want to do. So you should be happy that we're leaving. This is a very simple solution. I don't think you have a valid argument that we can't do it because it's been done and it's going to be done again at some point. At some point, another state's going to declare its independence. I just hope it's us first. How are you going to do it? Well, you know what? There's plenty of books written on this. There's plenty of research been done on this. I'm quite confident we could figure it out in Texas. That's not really a concern I have. And as for stopping us, all I would say is who and what army? Not going to happen. Not worried about it. Nor should you. What I would suggest is, instead of saying, oh, we can't do it. They're going to stop us. Pull your thumb out of your mouth. Do a little research. Do a little work. Do a little effort. Look into what the positive outcomes are. Look at what the options are. How it can be done with the least amount of crisis. And work for a goal. I'd like to say we're going to get liberty in our lifetime. I'd like to say we're going to do better. You know, those are the Free State Project people out in New Hampshire, and they're fighting a great fight out there, and they're making some successful headway. But boy, I'd sure like to give them another option. Come to the Free State of Texas. Come to the Republic of Texas where we respect individual liberty. We respect your rights. We respect your right to keep your money. We respect your right to carry your firearms, and we respect your right to raise your children how you see fit. Now, I know, I know there's a lot of people that don't want that to happen. There are a lot of people that would, quite frankly, do everything in their power to prevent that. But that doesn't scare me. It's been tried before. The British couldn't stop us. And while we're at it, the British barely beat Argentina in the Falklands. Come on. And that was in the 80s. The UN? Come on. Now, look, if the Chinese got involved, eh, couple billion people to spare yeah that could get kind of messy but i'm fairly certain that the u.s government would be even less enthusiastic about a chinese army presence on the mainland the united states than the independent republic of texas would be look i know there's a lot of arguments there's a lot of discussions there's a lot of things to be sorted out if we're going to create our own country But you have to be willing to take the risk. You have to be willing to take the step of faith that this is a doable thing and that we should do it. And it starts by educating yourself. It starts by educating your family. It starts by educating your neighbors and your community that this is the thing we can do if we just have the will to do it. This is what we can get out of independence. 
And no, don't believe the hype. It's not real. We're not a bunch of neo-confederates. We're not looking to subjugate anybody. We're not looking to relive the pre-war South. Nobody wants that. That's a joke. As Brian McClanahan says, no, shut up. Nobody wants that. Go away. We're looking at what can we do going forward? How can we have a better country? How can we have a more free state? You can't do it if you continue to kowtow and follow the dictates out of D.C. Now, you might be able to fix Austin. And quite frankly, I think it's highly likely if this were to go down, it'd be much easier to fix Austin than would ever be to fix D.C. Now, yeah, there's going to be some turmoil. There's going to be people that leave. Good. Bye. See ya. Don't want you. There'll be people coming here. Okay, fine. You come and work your tail off and put in all the effort to our new country. Great. Fine. You know, one of the reasons why Texas as a republic failed the first time is because the amount of debt they took on when they fought their war with Mexico to be free. Oh, and by the way, Mexico didn't want to let them go, but Mexico lost that battle too. Just like the British lost it to the colonies, Mexico lost it to Texas and Texas alone. It could happen now twice on this continent. Why not a third time? Don't be fear-driven. Don't be ignorant. Don't stick your head in the sand. We can do this. It just takes some time, some effort, and some energy. The tireless minority plotting away will always improve things long-term. The flip is also true. A tireless minority looking to undermine and destroy will ultimately be successful as well. And we have to battle back against them. That's why I'm confident we will have a Texit. And that's why I'm confident that Texit is the future. Now I know there's a long way to go, but I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. They couldn't hold us back in 2022 like they did in 14 and 12. We're going to continue to march forward. The people have the right to self-determination. The people have the right to declare their independence. And I'm hopeful that we'll greatly exceed the 50% threshold. I'm confident that we could probably even hit 60%. We just have to do the work. And like they say, Texas forever, I say Texas forever. This was episode 246 of According to Callus. And until tomorrow, I will see you on the other side.